Long History Francis Drake's Voyage About the World Part 15 California and a Country Called Albion Hello everyone and welcome. This is episode 15 of Long History's The Voyage About the World, a description of Francis Drake's famous voyage, which took place from the 15th of November 1577 to the 26th of September 1580. Here at Long History we break up historic source documents into chunks of 10 minutes or so. These are eyewitnesses to the events that took place. This is the 15th episode of this document, so look out for episode 1 if you want to start at the beginning and subscribe to be notified of the remaining episodes to come. We publish 3 episodes a week and there are 20 in this series altogether. This text in the meantime was written by men who took part in Francis Drake's voyage, being created from the notes of Master Francis Fletcher, a preacher and others. In the previous episode, Drake and his men, in a place called Drake's Bay to the north of San Francisco, landed and met with local people. Eventually they were given a formal introduction to the local king. In this episode, that formal ceremonial meeting continues. Drake and his men are initially wary. Their baskets were made in fashion like a deep bowl, and though the matter were rushes, or such other kind of stuff, yet it was so cunningly handled that the most part of them would hold water. About the brims they were hanged with pieces of the shells of pearls, and in some places with two or three links at a place of the chains forenamed, thereby signifying that they were vessels wholly dedicated to the only use of the gods they worshipped, and besides this they were wrought upon with matted down of red feathers, distinguished into diverse works and forms. In the meantime, our general having assembled his men together, as forecasting the danger and worse that might fall out, prepared himself to stand upon sure ground, that we might at all times be ready in our own defence, if anything should chance otherwise than was looked for or expected. Wherefore, every man being in warlike readiness, he marched within his fenced place, making against their approach a most warlike show, as he did also at all other times of their resort, whereby, if they had been desperate enemies, they could not have chosen but have conceived terror and fear, with discouragement to attempt anything against us in beholding of the same. When they were somewhat near unto us, trooping together, they gave us a common or general salutation, observing in the meantime a general silence, whereupon he who bore the sceptre before the king, being prompted by another whom the king assigned to that office, pronounced with an audible and manly voice what the other spake to him in secret, continuing, whether it were his oration or proclamation, at the least half an hour, at the close of whereof there was a common amen in sign of approbation, given by every person, and the king himself, with the whole number of men and women, the little children only remaining behind, came further down the hill, and as they came, set themselves again in their former order. And being now come to the foot of the hill and near our fort, the sceptre-bearer, with a composed countenance and stately carriage, began a song, and answerable thereunto, observed a kind of measures in a dance, whom, the king with his guard and every other sort of person following, did in like manner sing and dance, saving only the women who danced but kept silence. As they danced, they still came on, and our general perceiving their plain and simple meaning, gave order that they might freely enter without interruption within our bulwark, where, after they had entered, yet they continued their song and dance a reasonable time, their women also following them with their wassail bowls in their hands, their bodies bruised, their faces torn, their dugs, breasts and other parts bespotted with blood, trickling down from the wounds which with their nails they had made before their coming. 
After that they had satisfied, or rather tired themselves in this manner, they made signs to our general to have him sit down, unto whom both the king and diverse others made several orations, or rather, indeed, if we had understood them, supplications, that he would take the province and kingdom into his hand and become their king and patron, making signs that they would resign unto him their right and title in the whole land, and become his vassals in themselves and their posterities, which, that they might make us indeed believe that it was their true meaning and intent, the king himself, with all the rest, with one consent and with great reverence, joyfully singing a song, set the crown upon his head, enriched his neck with all their chains, and offering unto him many other things, honoured him by the name of Hyo, adding thereunto, as it might seem, a song and dance of triumph, because they were not only visited of the gods, for so they still judged us to be, but the great and chief god was now become their god, their king and patron, and themselves were become the only happy and blessed people in the world. These things being so freely offered, our general thought not meet to reject or refuse the same, both for that he would not give them any cause of mistrust or disliking of him, that being the only place wherein at this present we were of necessity enforced to seek relief of many things, and chiefly for that he knew not to what good end God had brought this to pass, or what honour and profit it might bring to our country in time to come. Wherefore, in the name and to the use of her most excellent majesty, he took the sceptre, crown and dignity of the said country into his hand, wishing nothing more than that it had lain so fitly for her majesty to enjoy, as it was now her proper own, and that the riches and treasures thereof, wherewith in the upland countries it abounds, might with as great conveniency be transported to the enriching of her kingdom here at home, as it is in plenty to be attained there, and especially that so tractable and loving a people as they showed themselves to be, might have means to have manifested their most willing obedience the more unto her, and by her means, as a mother and nurse of the Church of Christ, might, by the preaching of the Gospel, be brought to the right knowledge and obedience of the true and ever-living God. The ceremonies of this resigning and receiving of the kingdom being thus performed, the common sort, both of men and women, leaving the king and his guard about him with our general, disperse themselves among our people, taking a diligent view or survey of every man, and finding such as pleased their fancies, which commonly were the youngest of us, they presently, enclosing them about, offered their sacrifices unto them, crying out with lamentable shrieks and moans, weeping and scratching and tearing their very flesh off their faces with their nails. Neither were it the women alone which did this, but even old men, roaring and crying out, were as violent as the women were. We groaned in spirit to see the power of Satan so far prevail in seducing these so harmless souls, and laboured by all means, both by showing our great dislike, and when that served not, by violent withholding of their hands from that madness, directing them, by our eyes and hands lift up towards heaven, to the living God, whom they ought to serve. But so mad were they upon their idolatry, that forcible withholding them would not prevail, for as soon as they could get liberty to their hands again, they would be as violent as they were before, till such time as they whom they worshipped were conveyed from them into the tents, whom, yet as men besides themselves, they would with fury and outrage seek to have again. After that time had a little qualified their madness, they then began to show and make known unto us their griefs and diseases which they carried about them, some of them having old aches, some shrunk sinews, some old sores and cankered ulcers, some wounds more lately received, and the like, 
in most lamentable manner craving help and cure thereof from us, making signs that if we did but blow upon their griefs, or but touched the diseased places, they would be whole. Their griefs we could not but take pity on them, and to our power desire to help them, but that, if it pleased God to open their eyes, they might understand we were but men and no gods, we used ordinary means, as lotions, plasters and unguents, most fitly, as far as our skills could guess, agreeing to the natures of their griefs, beseeching God, if it made for his glory, to give cure to their diseases by these means, the like we did from time to time as they resorted to us. Few were the days wherein they were absent from us, during the whole time of our abode in that place, and ordinarily every third day they brought their sacrifices, till such time as they certainly understood our meaning, that we took no pleasure, but were displeased with them, whereupon their zeal abated, and their sacrificing for a season to our good liking ceased. Notwithstanding, they continued still to make their resort unto us in great abundance, and in such sort, that they oft times forgot to provide meat for their own sustenance, so that our general, of whom they made account as of a father, was fain to perform the office of a father to them, relieving them with such victuals as we had provided for ourselves, as mussels, seals, and such like, wherein they took exceeding much content, and seeing that their sacrifices were displeasing to us, yet, hating ingratitude, they sought to recompense us with such things as they had, which they willingly enforced upon us, though it were never so necessary or needful for themselves to keep. They are a people of a tractable, free and loving nature, without guile or treachery. Their bows and arrows, their only weapons and almost all their wealth, they use very skilfully, but yet not to do any great harm with them, being by reason of their weakness more fit for children than for men, sending the arrows neither far off nor with any great force. And yet are the men commonly so strong of body that that which two or three of our men could hardly bear, one of them would take upon his back and without grudging carry it easily away, uphill and downhill in English mile together. They are also exceeding swift in running, and of long continuance. The use whereof is so familiar with them, that they seldom go, but for the most part run. One thing we observed in them with admiration, that if at any time they chanced to see a fish so near the shore that they might reach the place without swimming, they would never, or very seldom, miss to take it. After that our necessary business were well dispatched, our general, with his gentlemen and many of his company, made a journey up into the land, to see the manner of their dwelling, and to be the better acquainted with the nature and commodities of the country. Their houses were all such as we have formerly described, and being many of them in one place, made several villages here and there. The inland we found to be far different from the shore, a goodly country and fruitful soil, stored with many blessings fit for the use of man. Infinite was the company of very large and fat deer, which there we saw by thousands, as we supposed, in a herd, besides a multitude of a strange kind of conies, by far exceeding them in numbers. Their heads and bodies, in which they resemble other conies, are but small, his tail, like the tail of a rat, exceeding long, and his feet like the paws of a want or mole. Under his chin, on either side, he hath a bag, into which he gathereth his meat when he hath filled his belly abroad, that he may with it either feed his young or feed himself when he lists not to travail from his burrow. The people eat their bodies, and make great account of their skins, for their king's holy day's coat was made of them. This country, or general, named Albion, and that for two causes, the one in respect of the wide banks and cliffs which lie towards the sea, the other, 
that it might have some affinity, even in name also, with our own country, which was sometimes so called. Before we went from thence, our general caused to be set up a monument of our being there, as also of Her Majesty's and successor's right and title to that kingdom, namely a plate of brass, fast nailed to a great and firm post, whereon is engraven Her Grace's name, and the day and year of our arrival there, and of the free giving up of the province and kingdom, both by the king and people, into Her Majesty's islands, together with Her Highness pictures and arms, in a piece of sixpence current English money showing itself by a hole made of purpose through the plate. Underneath was likewise engraven the name of our general, etc. The English clearly like the country they have, in their eyes, discovered, even naming it Albion, a poetic name with Greek roots for Great Britain. Somewhat disingenuously, the document reports how the local people willingly agree that their land now belongs to the English. In the following quotation, the people are described in terms for which the English are favourable. They are a people of a tractable, free and loving nature, without guile or treachery. Um, the undertones here, however, that these people will be easy to colonise, are also found in Spanish documents about the Americas. At face value, therefore, according to this document, everything is going well. And in practice, it's an example where colonisation in fact did not result from such endeavours. At least not in the near future, of course. In the next episode, Drake and his crew leave California. And, having abandoned their ambitions to find a northern passage around the Americas, they head out into the Pacific. Thank you for listening to this latest episode of Long History. If you've enjoyed it, please don't forget to like and subscribe to listen to the rest of the series. We are building up a bank of similar voyages of discovery, so if you haven't already, explore our older episodes, including Magellan's voyage around the world, Columbus's first voyage across the Atlantic, and many others. Thank you for listening, and goodbye.